writing. Canary P.I. in. Reminisce to remember. Split. A J. Henry production. Love to pet your dog? Who doesn't? Oh no, and the blur of that fur is on your new suit jacket. Put the shed to bed and try Lindy's Lint Roller with new and improved ball bearings for a smoother and exciting gliding action. Seems like people are on edge more than ever. This town has a way of rotting you from the inside out. Decaying concrete sinews just barely holding it all together. It's no wonder some people turn to the bottle. Rx contentment in an easy to swallow pill as they say. Making synapses fire like the engine of a tractor that's seen one too many harvests. Just another corrosive thrown on top of a ever-rusting psyche. Grease the gears just enough to get you to one more autumn equinox. No matter how you code it, for me that's a hard pill to swallow. Yes, hello. A head shrinker, you say? Never cared for him, but sounds like a well-paying gig. Have the invoices ready, send them in. In walked the fellow in a brown suit, tightly trimmed grain goatee, Windsor glasses and a lit cigar. Good evening. My name is Dr. Pemberton. Do you mind if I smoke? Calms my nerves. Did you bring enough for the class, Dr. Pemberton? Ha! As a matter of fact, I did. He handed me a torpedo-shaped stogie from his inner pocket, and I fished out a cutter from my desk drawer. Say, thanks. Take a seat and tell me what vexes you. As I was saying, my name is Dr. Pemberton, and I work in psychotherapy. I find the modern world to be cruel and unforgiving. You can say that again. And people come to me for help. Most of the time, all we can provide is a small respite from their disorders, but there are some we truly reach, and they go on to live happy and fruitful lives. Those are the patients that make this all worthwhile. Don't misunderstand me. I care deeply about all of them. But there are some that are just beyond reach. I wouldn't know anything about all that. There is no shame in seeking help. Bottling things up has a way of catching up with you. It'll find its way out one way or another. Once that happens, pow! There might not be enough left to piece back together. Do you see me laid on a couch? You came to me. I'm not here to be analyzed. What can I do for you? In my line of work, tragedy happens. You lose patience. It's unavoidable. Some snap and they believe they can't take another day on Earth. It's never easy. If only they came to me in their time of crisis. Uh, do you need a hanky doc? Mr. Canary, I'm a... I am a good doctor. I'm attentive. I try my best. I keep up to date on all current theories and treatments. I can't explain it. I stand to lose my license. Come on out with it. <sighs> I've been losing my patience at an alarming rate. And you suspect foul play? Precisely. Can't for the life of me explain what is happening. This last patient that I lost. She was on the mend. Met a lovely man, got engaged, 
received a long overdue raise at her job. It doesn't make any sense. Sometimes it never does. I don't need to be a doctor to know that you never know what's really happening in someone's head. No, but that's my expertise. I tried so hard with her, and it was truly a success story. She was afraid to even get into a car, rode a bicycle everywhere, never got her license. She walked into oncoming traffic at peak rush hour. And then there was Roberto, a professional bowler who had a nervous breakdown and couldn't throw a strike anymore. Ran down a lane and laid under the pin resetter. It took two days to remove his remains. Glenn the plumber drowned. Miranda, the ex-teacher, consumed chalk until she choked to death. What are you getting at, Doc? Alvin Hysteria, found dead at a drive-in showing monster flicks. His bloodstream was full of amphetamine. Bernadette, believed she was possessed, jumped from the roof of a church. Sounds like a case for the funny farm. Mill, Oliver, Levi, Edith, Linus. Mr. Canary, the list goes on and on. In the past year and a half, I've lost an unprecedented 34 patients. In extremely bizarre circumstances, in my 20 years of practice, let me assure you, these rates of suicide are abnormal. I don't believe even a quarter of these happened without... Without... Spit it out, Doc. Without some kind of outside influence. And let me guess, the cop is chalking up to a bunch of loonies being loony. Yes, sir. Do you suspect anyone? Uh, pay no mind. Just a nervous tick. I don't mean to toot my own, but I'm beloved among my colleagues and patients. Until recently, that is. I don't have any enemies that I know of. Mr. Canary, I have a strange request for you. That's kind of my specialty, but it'll cost you. I will pay handsomely. Now we're speaking the same language. I cannot go to my peers. They would not approve of such methods. Just a warning. Think carefully about what you're about to say. I'm not here to break any laws. These are for you. On loan. He plunked down two heavily worn books on my desk. You will study these. Two days from now, you will put me under hypnosis. Hypno who? Two days to read all this? Uh, Dr. Pemberton, college was half a lifetime ago. You will be compensated accordingly. It is a very controversial subject in the medical field. Still much we don't understand. I need to do this under secrecy. Ericksonian studies of the unconscious mind and hypnotherapy 101? I thought this was a bunch of quackery to entertain a drunk crowd. I assure you, this is not quackery. It has been part of my professional mission to prove its efficacy, and I find myself in a potential two birds with one stone situation. You will put me under. I will enter a trance-like state in which I will have heightened focus and concentration. Perhaps my subconscious mind has picked up on clues that my conscious mind has missed. Worst case, it doesn't work and you're still paid. It's a win-win for you. But I insist on my privacy. Do we have a deal? I'm just a two-bit PI. What if I can't learn it? I specifically picked those two out for clarity and speed. They will be all you need. Well, you got yourself a PI, I guess. Here's a $50 bill. Consider yourself on retainer. I'll get cracking after lunch, Doc. Leave a card. We'll be in touch. Thank you, Mr. Canary. You're doing me a great service. Cut it with the pleasantries. I got a lot of work to do. I fanned the pages with my thumb and stopped on a random page. The existence of the superego is observable in how people can view themselves as guilty and bad, shameful and weak, and feel compelled to do certain things. Eh, what a bunch of hogwash. The afternoon came upon me like a Honolulu punch hangover. Finding a quiet spot in this dump of a town isn't the easiest thing to do. The congested streets clatter in a cacophony of almost white noise. Feels like I'm back in elementary school. Hope I ace the pop quiz. 
Looks like my library card expired 20 years ago. They asked for a buck as a tip of the hat wouldn't do. Thought taxes were supposed to cover public works like this. A little Mazuma makes the world go around. Chapter 1 We have been taught to look upon the hypnotist as a man peculiar in appearance. Possessed of weird, strange, piercing eyes. A Svengali, if you please. We could hardly have conjured up anything farther from the real nature of hypnotism, or the character of the operator. The most susceptible subjects are intelligent people having strong minds and willpower, with the ability to maintain a certain passivity to results. Hypnotism is not a conflict of willpowers in which the stronger overcomes the weaker. The person hypnotized may very well have a much stronger will than the operator. The effects of hypnotism will in every case wear off in time. If a spontaneous awakening occurs, no lasting effects will the subject occur. Oh, crime in Sicily. This is going to be a long read. Oh, sheesh, I forgot. I got Dr. Pemberton for three days on the till, but not for lack of trying to stretch it out. Some of this stuff is starting to make sense to me, which is the strangest part. I know what I need to do and how to do it now. Will it work? Yeah, it sure beats me. I'm just here to do a job. Uh, yes, is Dr. Pemberton in? Yes, Mr. Canary. Are we ready? We're ready. When and where do you want to do this? The sooner the better. I'll clear the rest of my afternoon. Come right to my office. It's your dime. I arrived at his private practice. A two-story brick and cube of a building. Once inside, it smelled of old leather and disinfectant. Write your name on the sign-in sheet. The doctor will see you when he's ready. I'm not a patient. I have a professional meeting with him. She shrugged and buzzed the doctor. Through the wall, I could hear muffled chatter. Must be with his last patient of the day. Ah, yes, yes. Carla, you may go. You're done for the day. Mr. Canary, come right in. I walk into a fairly large room. Walls lined with bookcases. A large window covered with thick drapery. A briar pipe smoldering on the side table, filling the air with its musky sweet aroma. I thought I heard... Eh, never mind. If this was under different circumstance, I'd be excited for this. Which technique will you be using? Controlled breathing? Sudden shock? The Ericksonian handshake? Power pendulum. Splendid! I've spent time meditating throughout my days, to make myself as susceptible as I can. Okay, Doc, it's time. Let's see if we can find any clues. I held up a chained pocket watch and began swinging it back and forth in a slow rhythm in front of his face. I want you to focus your eyes on the watch. Slow, metered breathing. I'm going to count down from a hundred. When I reach zero, you will close your eyes and be at the most comfortable you've ever been. It will feel like you're laying on the choicest goose down you've ever felt. One. Two. His eyes were beginning to droop. Three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He was in a somnambulistic state before I even reached fifty. Dr. Pemberton, can you hear me? How do you feel? I am here. So warm. So comfortable. When I snap my fingers, you'll open your eyes and you'll feel rested and refreshed. It is important you keep them closed until we're done. Yes. What is the color of my car? Black with white wall tires. Correct. What side of my desk did I keep my ashtray? 
from my point of view, left side. It was a tooch or ashtray. Logo facing the lamp. That's right. Dr. Pemberton, do you have any idea why your patients are expiring at such an alarming rate? I... I... What did you do? Why? Dr. Pemberton, you must focus. Answer the question. No. Not him. I, I was cured. You're supposed to be gone. Remember, you're safe. Goose down. Like a cloud. He's the reason I chose this profession. I was just a kid. In my teenage years, shock treatments, chalky pills, I was cleared. I was cured. He's back. He's in here with me. Who? Who's back? I used to call him Hugo. He'd take over and do bad, bad things. Uh, neighborhood pets, too gruesome to describe. I would come to with a disemboweled cat in my lap. He... He did it just to taunt me. I need to speak with Hugo. Uh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Hugo, are you there? He sharply opened his eyes and shot daggers through me. The trance state has been broken. We were getting somewhere. Dr. Pemberton, I think you need to consult with a real doctor. Dr. Pemberton isn't here anymore. I'm going to do away with him once and for all. What? Wake up now. I said wake up now. Did I stutter? Sylvia, Felix, grab and hold this gentleman down. Arthur, bring the axe. A closet door swung open as I felt hands grab me from behind. A six-foot-five shirtless man in a hood stepped from behind the thick fabric of the window drapes. These are some of Dr. Pemberton's patients. I have put them and all others under my spell. Being stuck with Dr. Peabody in here, I have learned to be a master hypnotist to carry out my wishes. You see, Mr. Canary, I've grown tired of Dr. Pemberton. He's meek, weak. He tried to help his patients, but it was a fool's errand. Too afraid to tell them the real solutions. Some of them just need a slap across the chops and the truth. That they're lazy, stupid, inferior, a drain. Some are so much of a nuisance on humankind that they're better off jumping off a building. Like these goons here, once I'm done with them. In tribal times, they would be ostracized, having nothing to offer. Never take a mate, starve to death. You see, this is the natural way of things. I didn't make the rules, I just follow them. They are broken, to be disposed of. But, but that's not true. You're disgusting, a disgrace. That's not the way it is anymore. We're not animals. A society takes care of each other. If, if you're in there, Dr. Pemberton, you have to fight. Ah, you finished. I have decided that I can no longer be cooped up in this body with such a spineless slug of a person. I need out. I need to be free. So I've come to the only natural conclusion. My hypnotized lucky here with the axe is going to split us. Right down the middle. I have been working on this for a long time. The power of the brain goes way beyond what your medical books tell you. I have achieved mystical qualities over my mind and body. With my intellect, I have hypnotized myself not to bleed. Every vein, arterial pathway, and organ will cease to vacate vital fluids simply because I willed it. Through the power of the mind, I am immortal. I cannot die. 
I will have to live from a wheelchair, but it is a small price to pay. Dr. Pemberton, weak in mind and spirit, will of course die. Goodbye, Dr. Pemberton. Hello, freedom. Arthur, will you please? He swiped his arm across the desk and laid across it face down. Arthur was a good shot. Square center at the back of the head. Blood. Blood everywhere. Dr. Pemberton and Hugo were no more. They were clearly dead in the first whack of the axe. Only it... barely made it halfway through. It took two more swings to bifurcate the head. And they still had a torso to make it through. The grips on my arm and shoulders started to weaken and the executioner paused with the axe held high in the air. They started to come to. What are you doing? No, Dr. Pemberton. What have I done? Police and medical came. I told them everything. The three survivors are cursed for a lifetime at the sanitarium. Any hope for their mental health, long gone. The coroner ruled it a suicide due to multiple personality disorder. They had a funeral for Dr. Pemberton. I bet the Undertaker had a time putting his head back together. Whether I buy into the split personality business is up for debate. Maybe it was just a way for him to carry out his carnal desires while passing the buck. Be at peace now, Dr. Pemberton. Buried in a cold, dark box with Hugo. For eternity. Voice acted by... In order of appearance, M.T. Goins as unnamed speaker, Chrissy Talon Sage as unnamed speaker, J. Henry as Canary P.I., Julian Gilas as Dr. Pemberton and Hugo. Written, directed, and edited by J. Henry. Music by Pedro Asparza, Vivek Abishek, Kevin McLeod. Keep tabs on us at twitter.com forward slash rpcanarypi. This concludes the broadcast.